From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, November 1st. I'm Sarah Reif. Cannabis growers are frustrated with the latest delay in processing the paperwork they need to renew their annual county permits, which they fear could lead to missing deadlines for full state licensure. Many growers continue to operate under provisional licenses or even embossed receipts as they work to come into compliance with state and county regulations. The majority of growers in the county, 590 out of 863, have been deprioritized, meaning their materials will not be reviewed until they satisfy the conditions needed to reprioritize their applications. At last week's Cannabis Department meeting, Director Kristen Nevidal said she had sent out the notices to people who are either delinquent on tax payments or who do not have a valid state license on record with the county. She said her department has made multiple attempts to get a record of the state licenses since the Department of Cannabis Control stopped sending updates to local jurisdictions. Multiple requests and exhaustive searches had not yielded the information they needed about the licenses. Staff searched and cross-checked what information they did have through portals and databases. We have no way, just like the public has no way, to type any address or an APN into the state license search and find a license. Mendocino Cannabis Alliance Executive Director Michael Katz said there was a simpler way to get the information. It sounded like there was a lot of time spent into this process looking for the state license information and that, you know, despite multiple outreaches, multiple efforts, that there was no way for the department to get this information, which is really curious because I just forwarded to you and the cannabis program email uh, list and an email from the DCC that was received on October 26th within three hours of being asked for that concluded a list of all licensees in the state by county APN number address information. And so if this is a piece of information that can be gathered within three hours by anyone emailing the DCC, I'm wondering why the cannabis department isn't able to access that information. And if that, you know, as far as streamlining goes, how come like the easiest path uh, has not been identified and all of this time, effort and energy went into this very complicated process that really has now, you know, challenged further applicants and the department. Brandy Moulton restated the question, which Nevidal answered succinctly. Saying that you couldn't get it from the DCC, it feels kind of like a cop out. Um, the PRA can simply be one sentence long. Um, and, you know, I'd be happy to draft that for you. And it can even include active, expired, and pending licenses. Um, I do know that MCA pulled this list when the fires were happening years back to get cultivators access to their properties. So, I mean, it's not it's not new. So given your comments about staff time and the difficulties you guys are facing, um, does the department intend to request that info now to alleviate the burden on staff? And if not, why? Um, the department currently does not have a plan to PRA the DCC for licensed material because we hadn't considered it until today. Many of the recipients of the notice do have licenses. Katz said more than half of them also have receipts for taxes paid. Nevidal maintained that the lack of a license was often only one reason applications were not currently under review and that sending out notices was the most efficient way to obtain the materials she needs. No license on file, meaning that we had nothing to search, triggered a deprioritization notice. And again, most folks have multiple things going on, taxes and licensing questions. We ran this as one program, breaking this out into two programs. Here's all of our license questions. We're asking all these people license questions. 
And then going back to a second list of license questions, right? For taxes alone would have created twice as much communication with applicants from the department as coupling these pieces together into one notice process. It also would have meant that I had licenses coming in in separate emails and then a whole separate stream of tax documents coming in separate emails. Because again, I know there's a few of you who are just having license issues or just having tax issues. The vast majority of the deprioritization notices went to folks who have both tax delinquencies and license issues. And there's no way to streamline the program by breaking it into two separate requests. Jude Tillman, president of the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance, said applicants were taken by surprise. The alliance also sent out a survey which netted 34 responses. All but two of the respondents reported that they have state licenses, most of them provisional. I'm very glad to hear your honest response to Brandy's question that you hadn't considered PRAs before. This is great. So now this is a a tool that can really expedite. We're trying to help as best we can in MCA. We got a a question here that I'll ask you directly. Um, So if people have been told to not send any updated information until a planner contacts them, how do they make sure that they're allowed to submit updated information, including their current license? So in other words, they didn't know about this. So how are they going to know about it if they have to wait for a planner to call? So that's one question. And then the second thing was that when this um, whole thing started with the reprioritization letters, uh, MCA took the initiative to send out a survey uh, and we got a a response of 98% of all uh, letter recipients who were cited as state license deficient actually had active state licenses. So it was just a, some verification that um, that this was an inaccurate uh, uh, reprioritization uh, action. So that's all I got. Thanks. Okay. Well, great. Well, that's exciting news that 98% of your members are licensed, and so we look forward to receiving their materials. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts.